0: Yes, yeah, so I find that a lot of hippie people that go travelling go to Thailand, go to Peru, Australia, whatever, okay, they've had this such life of freedom and everything is just pure and natural, that like they come back to society when their funds run out and they've got to get a normal job of toxic, cancerous boring people, and life is just not the same. They get depression and then they end up saving to go on holiday again for three months and then they're like they're 35 40 years old and they're still doing that cycle but the alternative is coming back to normal life and being unhappy so where's the balance
1: the balance i think is um trying to trying to like get out of your 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 blocked way so like you just be on holiday in regular life right so imagine it's it would really just be a a change of your mindset really more than anything else
0: yeah like when people go um traveling they they already have a vision in their mind of freedom what it would be like well that's in your head of course so you don't have to travel across the world to find that freedom you could find that freedom in your work for example so yeah you don't have to travel to find this freedom it is in your head but the reality is that Being in a boring, toxic work lifestyle where everyone's just stressed and there's cars everywhere, pollution and stuff, um, it will affect you, irrelevant to how strong-minded you are. What do you reckon?
1: No, yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's tough, man. Like, really, to go from one, one, like, euphoric, like, Zen place to back, back to normal, back to the daily grind and like you're you're seeing the same nine-to-five people with the same nine-to-five problems you're It's it's an adjustment that is almost impossible to To continue to live with but you just uh, I think it's I think it's like You have things to look forward to things it's like a mixture of having things to look forward to and having things to be grateful for so like, you had, those, you had those great experiences. Be grateful for those. Count, count your things that you're grateful for as often as you possibly can. Like, um, I used to wear, at my job, I used to wear my, my mala beads on, on my wrist and through, through the day would start counting them and each, each, each bead would represent something I was grateful for. So I would say, like, Grateful for my mom, my sister, my house, my car. I'm grateful for grateful for my brother. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful. Like so, it would just be a a matter of the things, the things that you continue to be grateful for, kind of. I don't want to say distract you, but uh, make you make you sort of more in the attitude. uh, Vibrating out.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I used to have a chess piece, and every time I have used to have it in my pocket, and every time I used to get my car keys out of my pocket or whatever, I'd have this chess piece, and that's essentially the same as a stone, where a gratitude stone, where I'd say I'm grateful for this, 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 and this. Every time I put that chess piece down, I would then say I'm grateful for this, this, and this. But yeah, uh, it's nice to have like something to look forward to, like this three month travelling in Australia. But if you have loads of things in your life that you're already grateful for, like going on walks, seeing your dog, seeing your friend, then you won't need that lifestyle as much of freedom because you are free at present with doing things that you like to do. Yeah, it's not on the beach in Australia, but you are happy um, doing stuff in that moment where you don't depend on this big adventure of freedom. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it just comes down to being grateful for the things you already have.
1: Yeah. So I did. I did check out some of your some of your other conversations, and I did, I did see some stuff in regard to um, Bob Proctor and The Secret and, and all that stuff, and I kind of wanted to get in your head about, uh, you know, what impact it's had on your life and what, where, where you started practicing
0: it and, like, how so I, I had Tourette's growing up from when I was 13 to like 20 years old. I was on medication for Tourette's, which is like the twitching and the, uh, the uh, swearing and shit. And that I worked out it was just simply lots of brain activity, which creates stimulation in the face muscles. And then the swearing is the frustration of like, fuck, shit, you can't work stuff out. So I came off the medication at the same time. I was aware of the law of attraction, Bob Brock, to the secret. So I came off the medication. I was aware to all this stuff that, I'd always been thinking about in my head my whole life, hence why the twitching was there, because it was about too much brain activity. Tablets slowed the brain down and my thoughts just never ended up being fulfilled. I never worked out all the stuff I wanted to work out like 10 years later. So came off the meds that allowed me to have like my engine back. And I learned from Bob Proctor about paradigm shifts and all that stuff. And I started to take action to the things that he was saying. And I just literally went, I just shifted paradigms. I went from like black and white to colour. And I entered this world of consciousness and awareness and I understood why there's problems, why there's medicines, why people always have depression when they're on medication. Because the medication keeps you in that pattern. And unless you um, actually solve that issue in the first place while you're there, medication is just like a temporary solution and people will never actually fix the problem. And obviously my medication was a solution to the problem, but the problem was thoughts. And obviously Bob Proctor is all about thoughts and manifestation and stuff. So a mixture of the two ended up freeing my mind where I lost my Tourette's as, as bad as I had it. And I was in a meditative state where there was just no brain activity. And I blink a lot now because I'm very active in the brain when I'm speaking quickly like this. But how I used to be was just like, it was just like crazy because I was just living in my head. I have, I have
1: two friends with Tourette's. I have two friends with Tourette's. Uh, the one uh, used to live here with me in my house here. Uh, he, uh, he moved out in, in like December, but yeah, uh, I'm very familiar with it. Uh, Lucas Twitch de Sangro, he's, he's a pro wrestler. He used to be my roommate.
0: Yeah, so um, he will cure his Tourette's by med- med- meditation and writing down all of his thoughts on a piece of paper, taking action on all the ones that he can and eliminating the stuff that isn't relevant and isn't necessary. And then you have no brain activity. So you remove the past thoughts. You keep things that are relevant to you present. And then the future stuff, you don't think about it. How are you going to get there? Because that's brain activity, that's twitching. How am I going to get there? Fuck, I don't know how I'm going to get there. How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? Twitch, twitch, twitch. Stop all that, bollocks. That's like the next stepping stone. Focus on the first stepping stone, which is I've got a football match tonight and I need to get my gym bag out the car. One thought. And it's about controlling of the thoughts and you stay present and you meditate when you're not thinking. And then when you go to the other thoughts, you focus on the one thought and not fucking billions and billions. Like my thought was like billions in the future, billions in the past, billions now. My head was a fucking knot. And that's, that's how it basically disappeared. Literally, Tourette's disappeared in three weeks. Three weeks from like 10 years to three weeks because I understood what it was and why it existed. So
1: what, were, what were the... Um... What were the what were the ticks mostly?
0: Oh, I, I had everything. I was like, I cross side I was doing this. I was doing that. I was doing like this. I was doing that. Any facial thing you could think, I was doing. I had everything because my brain was so active that it needed other facial muscles to process the information. So when my forehead was um, was worn out. I'd use my cheek, and then I'd use my my tongue. Now forget the movement. It's just stimulating. Muscle was in that part of the face which is connected to the brain and you get extra energy something like that But when I meditate, I'm just still there's just no brain activity. No twitching just So lack.
1: since so since you were 20 It's been it's been eased
0: so, down So, so I, I was been twitching since I was five years old all the way till I was 20 That's when I came off the med- medication um, so I imagine when I'm five years old, my thinking starts getting more and more and more, and I start working out, is there a God, chicken or the egg? How can you be doing that when you can do this? He's telling me that I'm wrong when I know I'm right. There could be, it must be aliens, and you spend your life in your head questioning outside the mainstream of what we taught in school. Twitching gets more, you're thinking more. And then, yeah, so 20, and then when I was 12, I went on the medication, very powerful shit. It suppresses the brain activity, so the twitches stop. So in terms of the doctor, medication works, his switches have reduced, medication works. Well, no, because you have to understand that those thoughts are still there and I just haven't worked them out yet, so like 10 years later, all those thoughts are still there and I come off the medication, I've got this brain power to think about 15 years worth of thoughts, just like that, with the law of attraction, with Bob Proctor's knowledge, with the secret and then the tretz goes and I had no twitching whatsoever, no voice in my head, no swearing for like six months. It was pure meditation, it was bliss. And then I start becoming my entrepreneurial business person again. Ideas switching. So it's brain activity. Tourette's brain activity.
1: Do you do you listen to Nako?
0: I don't know who that who that is that.
1: Look up Nako, Nako and Medicine for the People. I feel like that'd be a group that you'd be really into. It's a it's a it's a band, it's it's um, I guess that it's considered it's called conscious music. I think I think you and I have like a lot of stuff that we could we could bounce off each other to know more, like cool things to discover. Um,
0: oh yeah, you,
1: have you ever listened to Aubrey Marcus's podcast? No, uh, that would be something I think right down your alley. Aubrey Marcus is the CEO of Onnit. Have you ever heard of Onnit? Nope, it's like <laughs> all natural supplements company.
0: Uh, nope, but I'm all about you know natural stuff and uh, I don't take anything man made.
1: Yeah, he um. Aubrey Marcus is—he's like—he's kind of like a—I like don't—I don't think he uses the word shaman, and I wouldn't use the word shaman either. But he's—he really practiced in plant medicine and meditation, and he—he—he he, he has some impressive stuff. He's got a book out now that—it's called "Change Your Day, Change Your Life." Yeah,
0: like, um, I don't believe that man needs anything man-made because we have it all. Yeah, if there's a flu, for example, and you're living amongst chickens with flu, you can either migrate away from the chickens with the flu or man can create a jab and you can live there. So, yeah, in that case, you need man to keep you alive. But apart from that, we don't need anything medicine wise we don't need like green teas we don't need anything we just need food and water and uh and and oxygen and um anything else is simply a choice and your body will use what you give it and it will adapt and if you don't have it it will adapt back so if it, if it adapts back anyway what's the point you know like it's like washing your hair it's just going to get greasy you washing your face you just remove the natural oils, so therefore more spots happen and then you put more spot cream on because there's spots just don't wash your face and then you know what i mean just simple shit like that we will just always going to the man or outside when we already have it within like everything you need
1: right well it's like everyone is always so interested in reacting to a thing no one takes action and this is a thing that my mom's been telling me since I was a little kid and I still like to apply it often instead of being a, a just an observer in your life be a a deliberate creator in your existence. So uh, that that totally comes together with what what I'm thinking like maybe you're searching for maybe you're searching for a quick fix to something that just is going to take some work and you got to you know there's no quick fix. And a uh, uh, a thing I've been saying for years is uh, you're you look through the bookstore there's a section that's called self-help there's it's like a million dollar industry but there's no section called self-fix because that doesn't exist there's no fix the work is never done you got to keep on going keep on <clears throat> keep on being a uh, a deliberate a deliberate creator instead of just some passenger
0: absolutely like if you don't um if you don't uh cut your grass it's gonna grow if you don't um um if you don't wash your windows, they're going to get dirty. And if you don't, um, you know, wash your car, it's going to get mold on. Everything is about um, um, maintaining and evolving and adapting. Nothing stays the same. If you don't weed your garden, you're going to have a bloody forest of weeds. So yeah, you're helping yourself evolve. But there's no fix, like a permanent fix, where once you've like you know cured the Tourette's, it's going to disappear forever. Because when you understand why you had it in the first place, I was an entrepreneur full of ideas, unless I just meditate like a monk forever in the forest or just work for some boss who just tells me what to do, there's no brain activity, so there's no twitching. But if I go back to where I was, entrepreneurial, twitching, whatever, I'm going to switch sometimes. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, it's help, not a fix, because otherwise I might as well just not ever be my entrepreneurial self again because, you know, so yeah, you're right.
1: You, 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 you create obstacles that don't need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: mean, like, you mean like people in general?
1: Yeah, like not, not you specifically. Yeah. I'm talking about in general, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah.
1: Universal you.
0: Yeah, like we, uh, we put a cone up in front of us so we can um, find a way to remove it. Like I've watched dogs. They drop the ball in water and then they pour the water so the ball comes to them and then when the ball comes, they throw it in the water again and they keep doing that. It's like you keep burying your bone just so the dog can find it. So I realized that we create our own problems so we can find solutions for them. So we get fulfillment out of um, finding a solution or it becomes something that we can spend our time doing so we're not bored. But yeah, we purposely do things just so we have something to do. Um, And life will be peaceful without it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's a, there's a, a huge portion of it that's wrapped up in becoming a victim to one thing. So if you were a victim to this thing, you have become a long-term victim to this one thing. That in the, in the, the span of your lifetime, is such a, it's such a small, small blip on the significance radar. Like birth to death. I say this too much. But like birth to death. Say ideally, that's a hundred years. Okay, so you're zero to 100, right? You're in a bad relationship. It ends bad. She cheated on you, and it took it took 10 years of your life. That's this much. That's this tiny, tiny bit. Like, in the grand scheme of your life being zero to 100, that's just a, that's, that's a little tiny piece of it. Like, zoom out a little bit. Zoom out a little bit and be like, You know what? I I can I can learn from that or I can really become a victim to that and then blame blame that on every other thing that happens bad next.
0: Absolutely. Like I um, see like, you know, 50 year old, 60 year old starting to get cancer, heart disease, heart attack, diseases, dementia and stuff like that. And then you look at the lifestyle they live, they go to work, they come home, they live in a shitty, boring job, they hate their life, they hate their, their boss, they're, they're unhappy, they're fat, they're overweight, they eat, they drink alcohol, they smoke, the wife's not giving them love and affections, and their sex, they don't exercise, they sit watching their TV all day, and that's why they're starting to diet around 50-60, right? But then I'm thinking to myself, 50-60, Jesus Christ, I'll have another half of my life, again, 60, 70, 80, 90, like that's half my life gone. I've got another half left and everyone else is just like, well, 50, getting on a bit, need to retire, need to slow down. Like as Bob Proctor says, he's like 80 or something, Bob Proctor. He says he's never gonna slow down. He's gonna die doing what he's doing. And yeah, his brain is so active. He's physically so active because he gets it. The minute you stop, the minute you will die. So um, yeah, when I'm 80, 90, I was thinking, God, I've got another 20 years left. What? more can i do not oh better slow down or i'm going to be gone in 20 years It'd be like what can i do now when i'm 90 i'll go traveling and i'll start doing stuff in another country and i'll come back and then i'll be like 95 it won't be like oh five years left i'm not right. thinking of when i'm going to die i'm just going to keep moving and doing and doing until i just drop dead
1: you know it's funny i, I think about i think about the um Constantly talk about like the 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 body the body of the body of content I guess in this in this age of everything 's content like what your legacy is like when you are when you are eighty ninety years old, you can go back and look at this is all on the record now you can go back and listen to and watch the the conversations that you had that have been the most meaningful things like. This is such an amazing age that we have this opportunity. And I always talk about like the – on on my podcast, Evolving with Corey Castle, I always say you can – let's say in a hypothetical situation, you have some children. And then maybe you get to 80 or 90 and they watch you be an older man and then they watch you pass. Audio time travel, they can go back and listen to this episode that you did to just kind of research on who dad really was. They stumble across this episode. What is the message? What is the message? What is the legacy that you're leaving? What, is, what, what message do you give? What message do you give a child who stumbles across this way into the future? Because this is, all, this is outliving us all.
0: Um, yeah, so it's like that, you could, you, that you're that you here and then you die. So just think and do. If it makes you feel good, do it. If it doesn't, don't do it. It's as simple as that. It makes you feel good, do it. If it doesn't, then don't. If it makes you feel good, do it again until it doesn't. And then don't do it and do something else. Like it's just an animal migrating and evolving to, the, to, to, to something that's more, more, something that's better than what you have now. If there's a storm. You can either sit the storm out or migrate where it's hot. If there's no fish in that pond, go to another pond. If the apple tree's a bit rotted, hey, find another one. If you want a, uh, a bigger stream, go keep fucking, light. don't moan about it, just keep diverting. If there's negative, move away. It's like a boxer. If you're going to get a punch, go that way. If you're going to get a punch, go that way. If there's negative people, toxic, cancer bollocks, go that way. Positive, love, happiness, freedom. That's it. Just keep migrating. Obviously, for people who live a normal nine-to-five life, and they've got bills to pay. It's hard to just move away from negative people because in a nine to five employee mindset, they are majority negative, which is I believe that it's not truly possible to free yourself unless you work for yourself because the alternative is working for someone and people who are working for someone don't have the creative mindset, which means they're negative. So you're always going to be around negative people. It's just the way it is. I don't truly believe you can be free and, and become enlightened if you work for someone else because you need to work for yourself in order to get up when you want to, so you get enough sleep and then you have the freedom to do things when you want to do it, rather than when your boss says, so the stress of having to do it. You have to be working for yourself in order to be truly free. Do you agree with that?
1: I do, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just now doing that. I've been, working, I've been working for somebody else for most of my life. I mean, and right now is like the only time where I'm, I'm making a living on my own, doing my own thing and i'm the most free i've ever been i'm like the happiest version of myself that i've ever been yeah yeah and i just want to keep on creating more of that and keep on attracting more of that Uh, yeah it's
0: like uh, uh, it's like you know for example business businessmen trump Branson, jobs whatever they have got there through moving out of the patterns you can't just put Trump back into business school or Richard Branson back into a little college class about business because he already knows that he's done it. So people like us, when you've gone through like the employee cancerous mindset, stress pattern, you know, tiredness and you become free like this, you cannot go back. It's hard to go back and be in those patterns again. when You've experienced the alternative. Most people, they never do. But for us who have, it's very hard to go back. And then literally you are on your own. You become this dependent on society and everything, to so completely independent. If you don't fucking work, get your food, you die. And yeah, freedom for me is more important than money, where you probably don't have lots of luxurious stuff, but you have the freedom and you have to choose one or the other. You choose freedom. But you are, we're on our own where we have to fend for ourselves. And if we don't get out of bed, there is no money. But the alternative is having a nice paycheck and being very unhappy. I would choose freedom all the time.
1: Well, it, I, I love everything that I do have, and that's, that's not, like, I think your stuff is your stuff, so love your stuff, like, I i love my TV, I love my my bed, oh, like, it's not the most extravagant stuff, but it's my stuff and I love it. So, I'm, it's 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 a matter of that whole like grateful stuff. So it's like uh, it's like oh, you want something more? Continue to continue
0: to be grateful for what you have, and I'll start, let You know it. Hang on, hang on. I'll let you know. It. Come back. Hang on. Say the last fifteen seconds because it cracked up.
1: So, you want more? Be grateful for what you have, and then set your goal on something more. And uh, you're more likely to get it. I have a. <laughs> I I have like all these writings on my wall in my kitchen, and uh, one of the things I wrote on there was, uh, what you want will not find you until you find you
0: first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, absolutely, that's uh, what. What do you um, What do you do for your income at the moment? You so say you work for yourself. What do you do exactly?
1: Uh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm just okay. Yeah, I'm just acting right now. And then, well, I, I act and then I um I'm doing like Uber Eats, so I'm delivering okay. food through the apps and stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Kind of like a you know a real independent experience. I don't have to I don't have to go in at a certain time or punch a clock. Man, whoa, I'm just the whole stress of like being late and like getting written up, you're going to get written up. I just
0: Yeah. Uh, and having to go to bed at a certain time and the pressure of fuck, if I don't go to bed at this time, I'm going to get less sleep and I'm going to be tired the next day. And then that cycle of catch up where you now have to go to bed earlier. but You still got stuff to do. And then like, it's just, and then you're sat at work tired and it's awful, you just want to go home, and then you get ill, and then it really isn't, you, you can't be free if somebody's in control of you, like if, in terms of your finances, you, you're not free. Um, what do you think about um, jabs and um, like flu jabs? Are you a person who believes that flu jabs are good or bad?
1: You're talking about like, like, like immunity shots?
0: Yeah. Do you think we have the immune to uh, um, fight for ourselves, or do we need certain jabs or certain flus that we simply wouldn't be alive if we didn't have the jabs?
1: I don't. I don't get. The, I don't get the shots. Like, um, I mean, I got them when I was a little kid because my mom, you know, my mom had that decision to make. Um, I, it's 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 such a tight. You know, it's such a a thin line to walk, that opinion. Um, But I think it's a risk. It's a risk uh, either getting them or not getting them. Like, did you ever see the video where the girl, the girl was like...
0: um, That you could get through... If you do take the jab, then you're at risk of weakening your immune where it's not got its own ability to fight off other diseases. So actually, in the long run, you're going to die anyway.
1: (laughs) Did you ever see the video where the girl, like, was, like, she was running. Like, she could be normal when she's running, but when she's still, she's, like, discombobulated because she got the flu shot? No. Oh, it's, like, the, the poison in the flu shot, like mess with her, mess with her like like abilities to to function correctly. Like she's like, like ex- contorted up.
0: Like for example, antibiotics kills a microbiome. And if you eat stuff and you haven't got the microbiome to break down that food, then it will essentially start to poison you and go into your body and um, your body will f- have uh, an autoimmune response, which creates other problems. So simple stuff like antibiotics might fight a a cut or something, but actually it causes other issues. So if you take things and your body reacts in a different way compared to what it would have done before, that means that whether it's a flu jab, vitamin C, your body will react in a good or bad way, but there's also going to be problems from that, even though it may have been good in the first place. Like vitamin C, yeah, it's good. We create more collagen, our skin's a bit nicer, but now our body has adapted to having this great nails and great skin that when you stop it's like well, what the fuck do i do now and then you like you've lived this life of freedom from having vitamin c but then you stop and then you can't do the same thing um you know
1: yeah it's like a it's like a like a deficit you're working out of a deficit at that point
0: yeah it's like um on cocaine you've got all this energy to do stuff and then you have a low come down and now you're bed bound. So it's like, well, I could have just stayed the same at the same energy level, but I've had this high, I've lifted this car and now I can't even lift my own fucking t-shirt up. So it's like, was it worth it? So like, you know, vitamin C, um, antibiotics, flu jab, is it best just to stay equal and neutral and, um, and you know, not need anything else? Cause it has an effect either way, good and bad. You might, solve a problem but it also might cause another one hence why people who go to the doctor once always go to the doctor and people who don't go to the doctor never fucking go to the doctor
1: well you know the world is ever ever changing you know so as as the as the world changes the rules change so it's it's tough to it's tough to to find yourself in the pocket of which it's fun (laughs) it's so funny because i when you were saying jabs, are you saying jabs? Yeah, I've never heard it said that way before.
0: So I was like, What'd you "Say flu." shots would be right. You've uh, you've gotten red plastic. Wait a sec, can I say that again? Like I would,
1: I I've always heard shots. I've never heard jabs before.
0: Yeah, in England it's jab.
1: Well, learning, 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 and evolving. But yeah. Uh, it it's funny because like you it's all set up it's all set up it's an industry it's an industry as well so the doctors have to make their money the 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 people who sell the drugs have to make their money and like it's it's a living
0: yeah it's like sales you may know that this product is a load of bollocks but if you don't sell you're going to starve so it comes down to Uh, when one isn't okay I'm going to put one first when one is okay then I can put two first if I've got enough food I can tell you that actually you don't need to buy this this is a load of bollocks because that easily could be a friend or family member that you're trying to sell to you become the human as opposed to seeing the financial side which is you need to get your money to pay for your bills um so yeah doctor may know yeah doctor may know that he wouldn't take this or this is nonsense, but it's cause professor told him that you should take this. And so therefore he's going to follow the professor and not question anything. Then yeah, you would, um, you have to sell, but, and of course, like anything, once you buy something, you want to sell again, like any business, supermarkets, game consoles, phones, it's all about the repeat of business. What business model would survive if you just sold one thing? So it's tricky because it is a business. And it does provide some kind of solution temporarily or permanently. But if it's a temporary solution, the problem still is there. And if you don't address the actual problem, that will create more problems. It's not necessarily the medication creates problems. It's just that your problems are there still, even though you can't see them. And that ends up getting worse. Like if you take steroids and you've got a bad leg, you can't feel your leg. So now you're putting all that pressure on your leg and that joint, which is fucking up that joint and that even more, that you didn't know about because you've got steroids in. Come off the steroids, your leg is fucked because you've still been putting that pressure on it. And now you need more steroids because your leg is fucked.
1: Because of, because of the, the pain that you're, you're, the extra pain you're feeling now because you've been, because you've been strangling out, you've been strangling out that, that sensation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's like when they say, um, have a wank after you've um, had a dead arm. It feels better if you can't feel Uh, your, if you can't feel your hand, yeah, it feels better, but it's still your hand, like, it's just, that's that's never
1: worked for me, I thought that, no,
0: no, it hasn't worked for me either, I think it's a load of bollocks, I think some American pie thing, that stiff, stiff stiffmeister said, or something, like, have you ever had a dead arm and have a wank, it's like, you should do it, stiffmeister, fuck off, you know, um, but yeah, it doesn't work, so it's the same as steroids, and, um, having a pain in your hip, having a dead arm and having a wank, it doesn't, the problem's still there, you know. You can't enjoy it without dead arms. You can't walk without steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The,
1: the stranger is what, it, what they call it. Stranger. The stranger, yeah. When you, when you sit on your hand and let it fall asleep, and then, and then you jerk off, it feels like a stranger's doing
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't worked. hasn't worked for me, though. Nope, when, I've got a de- when I've got a dead arm, I can't even lift it up without my other hand because it's dead. I can't feel it. So I have to place it on my cock and then, like, and so I'm still using my hand. The whole point of it is that someone else is doing it.
1: And it feels like you have a uh, sleep hand. Like, it feels like your arm is asleep. That's yeah. It's not, like
0: when you... that's not enjoyable. Yeah, it's like when you wake up during the night because you've slept like that and your arm's yeah. dead and you're like, fuck, I can't feel it. Oh, my God. I've always, I always fall
1: asleep, like, my, head,
0: my arm behind
1: my head. And then, like, I'll wake up and my arm's asleep. And I'll, like, lift it and punch myself in the yeah, face. Yeah, it'll
0: just, it'll just flop down like that. It's like, oh, my God, it's dead. And I'm like, wake up.
1: Yeah, I've never been like, you know what I should do? I have should a have wank.
0: a wank. <laughs> a midnight wank at 2 in the morning. And your mom's like, go to sleep. I've got work at 5. <laughs> All I can hear is your headboard knocking. Knock it off. Asshole!
1: so Oliver, how old are you now
0: twenty seven
1: okay, so you know seven years you've been you've been well get, it, committing to this work
0: absolutely yeah, um yeah, I've been aware practicing law of attraction, putting it into my daily practice, teaching people med- med- meditating, getting correct sleep, eating healthy, I see it's so bad. Uh, I drink so much water. Um, I don't have fizzy drinks, and I have salt, and I have sweets. Um, I've lived a very like disciplined lifestyle. The minute I was aware that all the stuff I was thinking about wasn't unique to me, and that people knew about it, but just a select few, like Will Smith, Oprah Winfrey, you know Bob Proctor, those types of people, and you're like, wow, Monk knew it, Buddha knew it, Jesus knew it, they all fucking knew it, but no one knows it. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting, without like online, we wouldn't know that these people exist, and unless you have like a monk in your village that you mm. can go to and teach you, you would never know this shit. So yeah, online saved me, as, and it's, it's killing everyone else because they're trying to find this connection, but YouTube videos saved me from fucking killing myself because I was aware that everything I knew was correct. I just didn't know how to put it into order. Amazing. Mm. I had a psychic reading and he told me all, all the things that was in my life, and it was like, this is amazing. How does he know this? And my dad was like, oh yeah, they just hear what you want to hear. I said, I didn't even say a single word. And he was saying all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a walkie talkie.
1: I'm sorry, I missed the last thing you said.
0: I'm saying that when the psychic picked up my thoughts, it made me aware that we can tune into thoughts like a walkie talkie. And whether it's him or you or anyone, the more in tune you are, the higher your vibration, the more you can tune into others, people's feelings and thoughts. And then everything changed from there.
1: Have you ever, have you ever uh, had a conversation with a, with a, a psychic or a medium on, on your show?
0: I haven't. But that is very interesting. Very, that's fucked, man. That's, yeah, man, that's interesting. I could pay for a psychic to speak, to do a podcast with. That's very interesting, yeah. I, I could a, call him up. Yeah, cuz he know no cuz no, this person does Skype Skype um, psychic readings anyway. So how amazing would it be if I could do a podcast with him? I pay him of course, and he does the podcast, but he does a, he does a, a a live psychic. Wow, man, that's fucking wicked. I don't know where that's going to go, but that's a good idea. I
1: I've had I've had two on my on my podcast. I've had two. Dominique. So I I can I can hook you up with my friend Dominique. You guys have a conversation. Uh, she's the Oracle of Apollo. If you want to look her up,
0: are we talking like in tune psychic or yeah, kind of half right, half bollocks?
1: No, she, she's a impressive, she's got like a, an awareness center, she's got like she does a, like meditation, and it's 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 great.
0: <clears throat> so she's accurate, she can pick up things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, send her over my way. That'd be very interesting. Um, Yeah, like that.
1: Start like a like a Facebook group. I'll start a Facebook group where a group chat with her and you in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That'd that'd be very interesting.
1: Interesting, you guys, to get the kind of the wheel turning on that.
0: Yeah, I want to have, for example, yeah, interview like as many people as possible, just to get different humans a conversation with different humans. Like you go to school, you speak to your friends at the same nonsense. You're going down the pub same bollocks you go to work, same bullshit. You don't get to speak to different people unless you go out of your town. And some, like you can't just keep traveling a, an hour away just to get a conversation, um, you know, to see a different type of lifestyle culture. So being online like now, speaking to people halfway across the world, you, you, that's amazing. You can speak to so many different people and just like now and get conversations that you would never ever hear about down the pub. It's amazing. Right.
1: Right, because they all—they all have a very—I don't want to say they all, and just throw it into a, a big umbrella, but uh, everyone around you has a similar experience to you. So, to to kind of open your perspective on things, you kind of have to—you have to venture out. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: I meant to ask you: Is there any podcasts that you listen to that you recommend
0: to anybody? So I, Joe, I just listened to Joe Rogan. That's it? Yeah, I think that life is, there's so much going on in life. There's so much to do, so much Netflix, so many podcasts, so much this. Fucking everything's everywhere. I just want a simple life. Listen to Joe. And then if I get bored of him and I stumble across something else, I might listen to that. But right now, Joe is exactly the type of mindset that I am. Just conversation flowing. And he's actually one of the reasons why I started a podcast because I just saw that that's me. Speak to anyone about anything and just be present and enjoy the moment. Do you, do you, are you a pro wrestling fan at all? I used to be obsessed with wrestling when I was younger. Ob-fucking-sessed. Oh, obsessed. obsessed. Uh, not, so, not so much anymore, but um, that's because just I did other shit. But I used to love wrestling, like to stay up to watch the WrestleMania um, like all the fucking slam jam or whatever it was. Yeah, he said, love it. Yeah.
1: You, I, what's up?
0: Do you like wrestling?
1: Yeah, I am. I am a wrestler.
0: Oh,
1: that's that's another one of the things I do. Like when I say like I make my living doing acting and and uh, and Uber, but I'm also a pro wrestler and a comedian. So um, the, the I have a pro wrestling podcast as well. Called Rassel Rock. That was not why I was asking you if you listen to other podcasts. But it's funny because if you listen to Joe Rogan, you probably heard of Aubrey Marcus. and You probably heard of On It. But um, yeah, man. Um, there's a ton of other podcasts out there that that are are exactly what you're looking for. I think. Uh, I
0: if you do you know who Dax Shepard is? No. Maybe by face, but not by name. He's, he's uh, he
1: was like in punk Remember punk Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: He was in the movie Idiocracy. Did you ever see the movie Idiocracy? No. Uh, oh man, you should see that. It's funny. It's like uh, Mike Judge, the the writer and director of uh, Beavis and Butthead, made this movie called Idiocracy. It's like uh, I just
0: find. <clears throat> I'm
1: sorry. On. You find movies boring?
0: No, I just find that there's so much, so much everywhere that it becomes overwhelming. Like yeah. there's so much of anything and everything. It's like, you don't have time to watch all the films that come out and all like, I mean, like just look at Pornhub, it's just like fucking millions to choose from. It's like three hours later when you're about to go to bed, you've not even had your, had your wank because there's too many to choose from. It's like life is just flooded with everything. And how can,
1: how can you, how can you successfully scroll with, the arm, with your arm asleep? it's it's impossible <laughs> going back to what we were saying before. where's
0: my torch fuck it it's on the phone where's my phone down the side of the bed <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, it was funny because I, I are you still with me
0: because it won't be hello can you hear me hello yeah yeah okay uh, go on, continue
1: we, we froze here for a minute but um my i'm, I'm going off in so many directions but
0: no my, do it do it, do it.
1: Uh, the part where i was asking you about pro wrestling was because i've said recently and i've been saying it forever back back when wrestling was at its height in like the late 90s the the monday night wars uh, WWF was competing against WCW for ratings. Now WCW is gone. They're not competing against that. They're competing against everything else. You have everything else. You uh, anything else you want, you have it on this phone. I don't even know where I put my phone. Here it is. Everything you want is right here. Like you're competing against every movie, Netflix. Uh, you, it's weird, it's weird, and so also, you because you brought up Pornhub, that brings me back to thinking about that Dax Shepherd podcast I was talking about, it's called Armchair Expert. Um, in that podcast, he interviews people and has these conversations, and uh, he had on uh, Whitney Cummings yesterday, you know Whitney
0: Cummings? Nope, not by name, but not by face.
1: Yeah, pro- probably, she... She was the writer of Two Bro Girls. She had a, a sitcom called Whitney. Ton of stuff. She was on all the roasts on Comedy Central. Um, she's got, she's got uh, like two, two or three specials on Netflix, like comp, stand-up comedy specials.
0: But uh, In- Interesting. So your friend had a podcast with this person?
1: Oh, not my friend. I don't know. He's, he's my dream friend. He will be my friend one day in my life. But right, I also, okay.
0: I, I
1: really. So believe you don't
0: have a connection to this Whitney person? I, I don't know her. No, but... Damn it, I was going to say, like, get her on my podcast. Netflix special, she's got a name.
1: Yeah, I... Like I said, it's all a matter of building and ever evolving. So this is just the start. And still, for me, it's still just the start. I'm at... I'm at and. Sixty-one episodes at this point of my podcast, so may, maybe 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 three years I've been doing.
0: Three years, one hundred sixty-one episodes.
1: Yes. And maybe one
0: hundred sixty-two. Um, Very interesting. Do you make any money from the podcast at the moment, or YouTube stuff, or anything?
1: Nah. How nah. come? <laughs> I. I just have, I haven't made any money. I haven't monetized it in any way.
0: Um, how, many, how many downloads do you get averagely per episode? Or how it, many views or however varies, it works? It varies on who the guests are.
1: Like, so if I've had guests that have been on Netflix or have been on Joe Rogan or have been on, uh, on like, the bigger podcasts, then those numbers go up. But like, your average... like I've had my mom on my podcast... And that episode maybe got fifty downloads.
0: And uh, have you had people on your podcast that've been on Joe Rogan and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Wicked. So, <laughs> right.
1: But so if those pe- if like like I did an episode with this uh, comedian Mark Normand, and he's he's got a name like he, you know, he's got an HBO an HBO stand up comedy special, and I've had uh, Todd Glass who's got. He's got a couple of Netflix specials. Johnny Pemberton, who's like uh, on a, all these movies and TV shows. So when I get those bigger name guests, the numbers get real big on that one, on those how ones.
0: How do you get them on your podcast? Do you know them as friends already? Do they live in the city? How do you, how so do you know these people?
1: Connections, man. It's a, like um, you know, the, the stand-up comedy world and. Sometimes it's just reaching out to the right people and having the connections that way. But a lot of times, man, it, a lot of times it's just it's just taking the leap because if I write if I write like three hundred DMs out there, let do you know Gary V? Uh,
0: I have. I think I have
1: heard. Yeah. So, I. It's funny because I did what he advises people to do before he ever advised anyone to do it. I just straight up DM a bunch of people and say, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Hey, do you want to do my podcast? Dream guests who I want to do my podcast. Like, if I get, if I get like five responses out of 300, at least five people have responded to me. And I get these, and I get these good, good conversations with people.
0: And do you do this on like, line or in person?
1: No, I will do it uh, through email. Like I'll find their I'll find their email addresses on their websites, or I'll DM through Instagram. No,
0: so, I mean when you do the podcast, is it online or is it in person? Uh,
1: it it depends. Like I've done a couple in person ones. Like if they're if they're coming through Philly, I'll say, hey, you're gonna be in Philly, uh, I'll come meet up with you or something. So it's all it's all uh. A matter of time and place, that kind of stuff. And some of that it is through the internet, like this.
0: That's very inspiring because that is ultimately what I want to do. Get bigger names on my podcast. So, therefore, their platform as... Now, I'm obviously, now I've been exposed to their platform. Before you know it, I'll be on Joe Rogan. And then... On Joe Rogan, I'll say I want to take over James Corden's Late Late Show because that's what I want to do. I want to move to America and take over Jimmy Fallon's talk show or James Corden's Late Late Show. So by being on that platform like Joe Rogan, when I say that, somebody somewhere, CBS, whatever, NBC, will hear that and be like, God, this kid can talk. Let's, let's sit him down and see what he has planned for the next six years. That is how it works. That's what will happen. But it's interesting to see what I visualise happen so i visualize like my vision board and i've got five celebrity guests this year for example you're connected to someone who's a celebrity or whatever and then i do that person and then i go up a level and then there's two and then there's three and then he's going on joe rogan or he's gone on joe rogan and then he texts joe and says check out this guy everything is a spiral and it yeah. only gets bigger yeah um, and then eventually i'm on joe rogan i want a talk show and then i'm on bloody nbc jimmy fallon's talk show <laughs>
1: You and I have pretty similar goals. You and I have pretty similar yeah, that- goals what what I, what I love to say though is the world is big enough for everyone to have everything they want and it's not in direct competition with what you want so absolutely i, I used to, I used to be very like, "Oh that's what everybody else wants and that's you know I think I've been in relationships where some people have like. Women that I dated have been like, oh yeah, that's what everybody else wants, get in the back of a line. Everybody, oh, oh, I want to do this for a living. I want to, I want to, I want to create happiness with my life. I want to help other people. I want to inspire other people to, to get out of their own way and, and like go, yes, of course I can do the thing I want to do. And look what this guy did. And he's, you know, and the stuff I've been through and, and. Have, other, have had relationships with other people who have been like, yeah, but, you know, if you could, if, you know, anyone would want that too. So that, that, that's like, it's very limiting, like that your wish is my command thing. But my, mom's, yes. my mom's always said, like, there's a, like a glass ceiling that so many people live under. And I, I just can't, I can't, I can't live there.
0: exactly like you just have to go through it because you can see it but you just have to go through it um yeah like i have a massive vision and i've always known that what i think i will become but taking this journey towards the talk show i am at the very beginning of a three-year journey and i know the steps involved as i said i do podcasts with loads of people somebody knows someone and then you go up a level as i said who knows i might do a podcast with your comedy mate who's been on joe and then that enters another level of type of mindset of people and then you keep going up and then i go on joe rogan then i go on jimmy fallon's talk show to promote my podcast and then in a few years time i become the actual host so you switch chairs i visioned it i don't just want the talk show i want to be on the show because it's jimmy fallon i want to be on his show and then i'm in the chair and then i'm looking at that person and they're coming up and then i resign and do something else
1: do you, do you have a, a, a stand-up comedy scene there?
0: So I am somebody who has the ability just to talk and I'm funny. I don't want to write material. I don't believe in trying to be funny. I believe that you either naturally are funny or you're not. And, of course, if you're speaking for, like, hours, some people may feel like, okay, how am I going to find material for an hour? Like, I can't even do ten minutes. I'm fortunate enough that just by how I explain things or how I talk – I'm funny and I trust myself to just like what we're doing now, keep talking bollocks and it's funny. Um, yeah. So I want to do stand up, but I want a name so people know what I'm like and I can just stand up and talk as opposed to trying to be funny, going through the comedy routes, writing 50 minute material, getting rejected, getting accepted. It's like Kevin Hart gets chosen for films because he's already a name. Whereas he isn't um, an actor. Does that make sense? I want to go that route rather than the, uh, the route every fucker's going, X Factor lie. millions of people, yeah? you need Somebody needs to know you, pluck you, put you on the show, rather than you trying to, you know what I mean? you got to go differently, you've got to be That's smart. The same,
1: the same thing as working for some asshole as opposed to working for yourself. It's the same sort of thing. But the way, the way I look at it, and maybe just hear me out, because you might think this is cool too, in, <clears throat> in comedy, it's such an art form and I'm in love with the process of falling in love with the art form. Because it's like, it's like, if I have a premise, if I, if I have a premise and I get my premise out there, it's, it feels so much cooler to go to a place and say it in front of people, regardless of if it's going to be seen by tons of people. I don't care. If, like, if there's 10 other comedians at some open mic, I got that premise out. I got that premise out, and I worked on the delivery of that that joke. Cause that's the that's the beginning of the craft. Cause it starts there and then it builds and it builds and it gets to where it can be a strong open. It could be it can it can fill a gap here. It could be a, a strong close. That, that that process it's such an art form. That's why I'm such a, a fan of stand up comedy and and have been like my entire life and i'm so glad that i found it so that i can find this art form in crafting in crafting a joke so it's not as much about writing because writing is writing feels like sitting in front of a thing like re- sitting in front of a desk and and writing it all out word for word i feel like i got to speak it i have to speak it so that i can find out what plays well and then i'll then i'll then i'll uh, record the audio on my phone record my audio on the phone and then listen to it in the car on the drive home and we're like oh you know maybe next time I'll cut out that I said this or maybe I took too long or maybe I was you know too quick with the punch there so it's, it's like it's, it's like learning music I, I get don't what know, you're saying I don't know music and I don't have a band or have ever been in a band, but I can imagine it's something like
0: that. Yeah, I get what i are saying. It's like, it's a craft and you enjoy the craft. So it's not about, you know, making the, finishing the painting. It's about the process drawing and painting. It's the not catching the fish or whatever. It's like the process of waiting for the fish and enjoying the nature and being in that Zen moment. For me, it's like, I don't particularly need to do stand up. Like I don't need to particularly draw. So I don't need to spend hours drawing, but, um, If the opportunity comes around where I have the ability to speak on stage, for example, I can choose to speak about law of attraction or just talk a lot of bollocks where it's really funny. So I get it. It's a craft and you enjoy the process of writing and rearranging words. But for me, it's like if I'm going to do it, I want it to be on my terms where I'm just speaking as opposed to the craft. I don't want to put in the the work because it's not the passion that's the craft it's my passion is speaking and making people react and laugh so it's similar to stand-up but it's not stand-up but you know what i mean mm-hmm.
1: uh, have you have you uh have you done any public speaking at all
0: nope so after i had a goal 20 podcasts right and then i will be going to london when the weather starts to become nicer and i will be handing out flyers saying come and see me speak at this event so i'm going to find a small event in london whether it's outside or whatever you go to the bar man you you go to the owner and say look wednesday night you're really quiet i will get say 30 people in they'll all buy drinks so the bar makes money normally they wouldn't make any money because it's just empty and then i go speak for an hour so that's how you get people in i don't charge them the bar gets the money you get the venue eventually you start to get a little bit of a name you charge five pound for tickets on the door and then you go to a 50-place venue or a 60-place venue. That is the next stage from this. But I needed enough material out there so people can see what I'm about. Because otherwise you're trying to sell yourself as this funny person. It's like, well, have you done stand-up before? No, but I'm really funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just believe me. Just Yeah. Me. Knock, knock. Who's there? A Jewish man. Jewish man who? Do you wish I was a woman, you know? <laughs> 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 i
1: i i'm 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 glad i'm glad that we've connected and uh i would love to you know be any kind of resource to you that i could possibly be like if you want to work on material if you want to if you want to uh have like a joke writing session if you want to come to the united states and you need a couch to crash on
0: don't worry i get that i get i'm having that idea vision now every time i i do something like this i'm looking at your background it's the same thing as i've got in my room um um, I, I I feel the vibe of course it comes down to money and if you've got a week to do it so don't worry I'm in that process of when I'm connecting to people they're not just going to be a podcast and that's it they're in my life forever so as I'm concerned because they're on my way up and um, we're all on our way up together so yeah I've already had that vision I don't even know where you are you say Philly yeah yeah I'd love to come to You know, person in Australia podcast. Yeah, it's all on the list, but I've got to go slow. Our next stage I need is income because I can do these podcasts anywhere in the world. I can continue doing my two podcasts a day in your living room. So, um, yeah, there's no rush, but I need to get income, which is a slow build up. If I get it right, I'll have a foundation and then I can do stuff like live podcasts with the people, live podcasts with online. And then that's where the fun starts because then they can bring their friends and then we've got like a three-way podcast, you know what I mean?
1: yeah yeah so what would what have, what have been like the typical background for the the folks that you have conversations with on the show
0: literally everyone's a different mixture they are literally it's it shocks me how i'm like wow that was a different type of podcast and then the next one's a different type of podcast i'm like this is exactly what i wanted nothing that's the same like i don't want to know where i'm going with it i don't wanna know what we're going to speak about because you don't need to know when you meet someone at the bus station you don't like plan what you're going to speak to them about. You just talk, and then you realise that they know your grandma, and it's like, wow, well, I didn't know you knew my man. And like, that's what life is about—the unknown. And we always want to plan stuff so we know where we're going. The excitement for me is not knowing where I'm going, just kind of knowing roughly where I'm going. Um, so yeah, everyone's different. It could be like it's just so varied. It's like there's so much conversation out there that it literally is never the same. Apart from if I'm talking about you know law of attraction and shit like that. That's always
1: the same. What what episode are you on right now? What episode is this?
0: You're my 26th. That's great. So my goal is 10 a week minimum.
1: That's that's a a quick way to get a lot of episodes out there. Yeah, I
0: I need to get going. Um, I've got three years to take over the talk show. I need to get a name this year. And then I need to be on bigger platforms with bigger viewings. I need to get my I'm I know where I'm going. I need to turbocharge. And I want to be living in America, ASAP. Um, and like I need to be there. But right now I need to start in England. Um I applied for the apprentice in England and I wanted to uh win the show. Alan Sugar, the person like you know, Trump would invest uh, in in the events company. So he would pay for the 25,000 pound arena and i would speak and i'd make the money through the tickets but and then i was going to go to america but i didn't get on the show so i had to start all over again and i thought maybe i should make it in england first then go to america rather than going to america because i've already made it in my head but they don't know the fuck you are so i've got to start from zero england no one knows who i am as big as i think i am and eventually i will get there so i have had to learn and, and sort of start again
1: there's a netflix series called, like, Huge in Paris, I think it was called. Gad, this this comedian, Gad. And uh, he's, like, a huge name in Paris, but then he, like, came to America, and, there, and, like, nobody knew who he was. And he would be, like, talking to people, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge star. Like, watch, watch this video of me. And they would show, like, his, like, Netflix special with, like like... Thousand people, thousands of people there in, in, in like, the theatre. And are like, see, I'm a big deal. And they'd be like, yeah, but, like, but it's, but it's, it's not America, so it doesn't
0: count. Yeah, like, when James Corden came to America, <clears throat> he was big in England, but no one knew who he was. And the only reason why he got, like, he did is because Tom Hanks was the first guy to come on his show. Once Tom Hanks came on, the whole of Hollywood comes knocking. So no one knew who James was. No one knows who I am. So that means that I have equally the same chance of getting my talk show if he was no one. And all he knew was the connections. Obviously, he needs to be able to act, talk, present, dance, whatever Like I can do. So as long as you've got the skill, all you need is the drive and the connections because he was no one in America. So that doesn't rule me out, even if I do get a name beforehand.
1: It's funny, man. It's funny that... I didn't know that that thing about Tom Hanks, but I had a, I had um, my friend, my friend Chip, my friend Chip Chantry, he's a comedian, did my podcast like early on when I was still when I was still recording in a studio, uh, and uh, he he was like, he's like, you know, it's it's a shame that the audio quality keeps cutting out because like it's amazing the episode right before me was Tom Hanks. What a nice guy. Like, he act, like we just riffed, we yes-ended each other and we just talked about how Tom Hanks came into the studio and hung out with us.
0: But it was all, it was all made up, yeah?
1: It was all made up, yeah. But I had yeah. just, I actually had just like did, did extra work on a, a movie that Tom Hanks was on. And it was like, yeah, we just met on The Post. And uh, then, you know, we just came, he was like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. I love podcasts.
0: Yeah, I love podcasts. Woody! Buzz! Woody!
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like a he, little man.
0: Yeah. Um like he he's such a nice person that um he like he he understands about opportunities and having a shot and he was once in that position. So he gave James the opportunity. And then, you know, they knew that if you had Tom Hanks on, then you can't really get any better than that. And then everyone's, everyone's been on his show. In, in a sense, he's had more people on his show than Fallon because Fallon's in New York, okay? The uh, Late Late Show is in, in L.A., which is where most people live. So they can literally just leave their house on a rainy day when they're not working and go to the studio and do shit. Whereas Fallon, you've got to be on your press tour, your movie tour, until you go into New York. So, um it's interesting when you see it like that because he's not as known, but he's had almost more frequent guests as uh, as Fallon. So you know, if I took over if I took over the Tonight Show, I'd first thing I'd do is I'd move it back to L.A. because Jimmy Fallon moved it from L.A. to New York. So I'd be like, look, Jimmy, I don't want to live in New York. It's too rainy and pissy. I want to be in the sun and the beach. So I'm going to move the show back to L.A.
1: <laughs> New York is such a it's. It's it's like a it's like a 90 minute train from here. It's such a, a huge thing. Like there's so many people. It's ridiculous. But I see the move with moving it to uh, to New York because New York is such a it's such a like a it's a a, a me- it's such a it's such a breathing entity. You know,
0: yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't live in New York because it's just like London. It's just cars, people. Where's, where's the fucking tree? There's no, where's the nearest tree? The nearest tree is about three hours away. Like I need to be in like LA with the sun and the nature and the mountains, so I can go walks, the beach, the. You just feel freer. Like, obviously, it's very materialistic, but that's just man. That's materialistic in the houses. Apart from that, you've got a lot of, like, natural and you you feel connected, you know, because you're next to the ocean. But New York, you're, like, it's all crammed in. Um, the,
1: there's a lot of traffic in both places.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends if you in, live in the mountains.
1: The, the, and le- yeah. It, there's just traffic everywhere in both L.A. and New York. Like, I've been... To both places and driving to bitch like you can't get anywhere uh but you know if, you, if you're patient if you're patient you can do it uh you can take an uber
0: that's the thing like you get an electric scooter and you get the train so you don't have to wait in the traffic you just get on the train with the scooter get off and scooter 10 minutes to your house and then you get back on the train and 10 minutes back home. Like that's the new modern way. Um, it, it just is like, people can't necessarily walk to the train stage. So you get the scooter and then before you know, it, you're there. And then, yeah, it's just like all these are segways and shit.
1: I don't know if you can bring a segway on a train.
0: No, maybe that's a bit too big, but the little tiny ones that, you know, the little like small ones that people use that you can do that. But yeah, these big, like, <laughs> like, no, They're, like nowhere to sit so
1: we do have we do have pretty similar goals man i think about i think about hosting a talk show all the time but it's not i don't ever think about hosting a talk show where it's like a pre-existing thing i'd want it to be my own thing from the very
0: start oh yeah so so like when you say talk show you're not taking over jimmy fallon's talk show you take over the slot at that time Okay. which is called The Tonight Show, and you produce well, like, your own stuff and like, whatever.
1: I would like to, to, like, fill in the time slot for, like, Conan or something. That seems more me.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing. I don't really care what network it's on. When I say James Corden or Jimmy Fallon, it doesn't mean it's going to be either or. It's a general direction. It could be Conan. It could be Kimmel. It could be um, Colbert. I don't know. It's just you need to head in a certain direction and then another network has a slot where you get that instead. To me, it's about being the creative process. It's not about who's got better viewings. I couldn't give a shit, right? I'll be a millionaire by then anyway. So it's not about that. It's about being able to create and, you know, that's what I really want to create.
1: You know, I've been thinking a lot about I want to I want to be like a comedic actor who does like sitcoms I want to do like sitcom acting not not just like not just like like three camera hot huh, laugh track canned laughter stuff but uh maybe even like single cam sitcoms like The Office or like Parks and Rec that kind of thing like I've been developing now in my head a story that I want to write out as a as like a single cam sitcom and like maybe get it to where like some network buys it and where it it gives me more like credits like some tv credits so i can take that and go on tour doing stand up comedy while doing that stand up comedy promoting my podcast and having bigger guests so it's all very similar which would lead me eventually to having a talk show
0: it's so- amazing <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our
1: goals are pretty, pretty eye to eye on that one.
0: That's the thing. Like a- anyone who's made it in terms of getting to that same place, it's the same cycle, the same pattern. Just another generation, right? There's no, there's no quick, easy way. You have to go that same path. You got to look after people. You've got a network. You've got to do one thing, and then it grows. So the people who make it are the ones that keep going to the end it's not that they didn't have the skill because many have the skill it's the ones that want it bad enough the ones that are saying later who bump into this person as opposed to leaving because the job's done so yeah we'll make it because of the drive not necessarily because we are the most talented because there's more talented people than us at everything right but it's the drive and the want that ends up getting it compared to the ones that don't so that's why there's no worry if you don't If you've never got the best action skills, you are the best wrestler because the business person who owns the production and WWE, whatever, works with the one who can make money. And the one who makes the money understands that it's about selling, which is about drive and ambition and being there. And it's more than just the skill involved.
1: Marketability is the word.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you've got to be able to sell yourself. Um, If you're a boring old fuck and you can like sing really well, no one gives a shit about your voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What else do you bring to the table, you boring old
0: fuck? Yeah. Say something. (laughs) Make me laugh. Be interesting. Yeah, so, like, you know, know, Jamie Foxx has said many times on talk shows, well, he used to have parties for Diddy, Kanye, Jay-Z, Pharrell before they made it. And obviously now Kanye, Pharrell, Diddy, Pharrell, they all made it. But at that party, there was, like, those five guys, but also loads of other people that never made it. So as we are doing what we're doing now, the comedians that you know, some will just fade off and they they don't make it. And then you're left with like five, for example, you, me, and a few others that you know, and we make it. So, you know, we stick about on the same journey, same talk show, whatever. I might get it. You might get it. I might not get it. You might not get it. I might get it. You might get it. It's We don't know. But you, you see in time who stands that storm of knockbacks and, you know, failure. And then you're left with like, You've got the Conan part, or you've got the Conan slot, and I've got the valence slot. Like that, it's just like it's amazing when you, you you look at other people's stories and you reflect on theirs and how they got there and where they were and other people. And we're all on the it's all the same pattern, but a different person, you know, same shit a different day. And yeah. it's fascinating how I know that I'm gonna get to where I'm gonna be. I don't know who's gonna be there and who isn't. I don't know, but it's gonna be fascinating when I am there to be like, do you remember we had this conversation about how you know, I wanted the talk show, and you wanted the talk show, and I was going to get. You know. Not
1: only do we have the the ability to go remember that, we can go back and listen to it at the moment that it happened. Like we can go back and watch it as you know as it happened, and it's it's all in this little time capsule now. This all exists on the record. So it's funny because this this is the moment where I can tell you that I'm very glad that we're having this moment. So that in, in 10 years, we can watch this moment back and we can say, hey,
0: this is, here it is. It's almost like holding yourself accountable. It's almost like you've written in writing that you're gonna do this and now you've got to stick to it. Like you signed a contract. So this is about me, like signing a contract with the universe that if I'm saying I'm gonna do it, there's no way in hell that In five years time, I'm going to be like in an office and then someone's like, hey, I saw your videos. What are you doing? I'm stacking shelves. Oh, that was a shame. So this is about holding myself accountable. And I'm well aware that you have to speak the future as if it's present. So right now I'm speaking on the camera that, you know, when magicians, they do their thing about how, um, um, you know, magicians, they speak about what's going to happen before it happens, like David Blaine, Darren Brown. When they do a show, they say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but they're saying it before it's happened so they can go back and they say, you know what I said about that donkey in that car what number was on there? Number eight. What number do we have here? Number eight. And you know, when you came in and I said, good evening, everyone, welcome to Vegas. And he didn't say Vegas. He said a different word, which puts in your mind a certain word. And he goes back in time and says, I've already said this was going to happen. So for me, this is the same thing. I'm doing this thing like a talk show interview. You're the guest. I'm here. The screen's over there. The audience is there. I'm speaking like this about the talk show as if I am on the talk show talking back about what I was gonna do. And this is me present but also the future, because it's the same damn thing, you know?
1: But well, this is the way I've this is the way I've crafted my wrestling matches for the last 18 years. And this is how this is how I'm crafting jokes. Like I have a premise. I have a premise. I know where where I want the funny to be. I know where I want I know what things I want the audience to think it's going... Like, if I'm calling a match, I go, all right, we're going to tease this now so that when we get to it, they'll pop huge for it. It's very similar in... It's very similar in... This is kind of like Babe Ruth calling his home run kind of thing. Um, I I would look at it more like... it's It's something... It's something that I take a lot of a lot of pride in. I, have you ever heard of Napoleon Hill? Absolutely. So Napoleon Hill will say, he'll say, or he said, he's,
0: he 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 was a great wrestler, wasn't he?
1: <laughs> yes, he 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 was the champion. <laughs> it was <all> the champion. <laughs> but Napoleon Hill, uh, in Think and Grow Rich, he says, um. Tell the world what you, tell the world what you're going to do, but show them first. So a lot of people probably go, I want to do this, 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 but, 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 but. So, their butts, their butts get right in their way of all the things they want to do. So they're going to keep saying what they want to do, but not ever. Taking action towards what they're actually going to do, what you're doing, which I respect immensely, is you're you're setting in place, and you you you've made this goal for yourself before you ever like told the world, "I'm taking over late night." Like you're you're doing it, you're doing it already, without actually being there, without even being in the country
0: yeah like in my mindset i know where i'm going i know the path i know the i know like the the big i know the big stones in between like the marks i have to hit i don't know the small bits like i don't know the small bits how i'm going to get there but i know the main stepping stones i have to get to so in my head for example i'm running along a wall with a tennis racket and i'm hitting the tennis ball tennis ball's going there it's bouncing off here i'm running there i'm hitting it It's going over there and I'm running forward when it bounces off and goes there. So I'm putting out something and I'm doing it. So I'm putting it out. Ball's going to go there. I need to move. So it's like I'm doing this video to do another video to do another video. Eventually, I will connect with someone who knows somebody on a bigger level. For example, your comedy mate who's done Joe Rogan. Then I do that, which is essentially me hitting the ball and keep moving forward. Eventually, that ball becomes a football and then I'm hitting a bigger football, right? And then it it my mindset, it's that, that cycle of just keep going, but then you keep getting bigger and bigger. Like a snowball. I've got a tiny icicle, I've rolled it enough where it's kind of starting to move now. Okay. And the more I move it, the bigger it comes. You know, somebody on say tier two, okay. Everyone who doesn't have a name is say tier one. Everyone who has a slight name is tier two, a tier three, and the the more up the more tiers you go, the closer you are. Because again, it's not a trying to make something in life is easier said than it's easier it's it's easy it's not hard like people make it hard but it's, it's easy when you understand how you do it and it's like a tree suddenly has a sprout and it grows it's a slow process and it starts to grow and it suddenly fucking starts to grow and then it grows no one gets to that ferment fermentation point they give up when the little leaf isn't the color they wanted it or the leaf isn't as big as it wanted they give up but really it's the same process, no matter who you are, what career you're in.
1: What is it in where someone says a blade of grass doesn't doesn't try to grow, it just grows?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Uh, it's, it's so fun. It, it's funny, like, um, these analogies. I love, I love tennis ball analogies.
0: I made that up. Well, I, made, I made mine up as, as, as I was speaking it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I made up a really good tennis ball analogy too. Right? I said uh, sometimes talking to people who are pretty difficult to to you know like really really comprehend what you're saying like people who just kind of already have their mind made up and they're not even going to listen. I I said talking to them is like roofing tennis balls. Have you ever roofed a tennis ball? Where you I just,
0: don't know what I don't know what roofing is. What do you mean?
1: It's like. If let's say you're throwing the tennis ball up against a brick wall and then the, the ball comes back and then you just throw it onto the roof of the building. And then you're like, Oh shit, I lost that tennis ball. <laughs> That's I say talking to people talking to people who are difficult is like roofing tennis balls. And it's like I look, uh there's only three tennis balls in this can. I'm not gonna talk to you anymore.
0: I'm not yeah, roofing. I understand. Balls. But uh yeah
1: there, there was a joke by my favorite comedian of all time. Have you ever heard of Mitch Hedberg? Like, Oh my god. Mitch Hedberg. Look up Mitch Hedberg. He's so funny. Uh, he, uh, he, he had a bit where he would say, <laughs> you could be, be the best tennis player in the world. No matter how good you get at tennis, you'll never be as good as the wall
0: true it's very true like sometimes you feel like when you're speaking to someone that you're serving and the ball isn't coming back they're just not serving like they're not hitting it back you keep serving nothing there's just nothing and then sometimes you serve like you they hit it back and then i serve and then you hit it back and you have a good game of tennis i said a conversation is like a game of ping pong you just have to keep it going they need to know where you're going to serve when you're going to serve is it left is it right is it just fucking hit the ball and play like don't talk about the rules or I you not have your hands on the table. How about this? I we allowed have to do this. Fucking hit me the ball, mate, and play. Like, don't talk to me about topics. Just fucking talk, you know? Don't need to have your little plan written out about what we're going to speak about. Just speak.
1: Well, that goes right back to the...
0: The grass will grow. <laughs>
1: it goes back to the uh, tell the world what you're going to do after you already show them. So just have the, have the talk. Don't talk about the talk. Just have the fucking talk
0: exactly people people are like so are you busy next week i oh, can't do next week how about next wednesday i'll let you know oh so i forgot to get back to you no problem when you're next around scene five days later hi i was on holiday fuck me three months has passed let's just fucking video call right now and record it like for fuck's sake like just get on with it
1: <laughs> you're, you're 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 just still in the beginning of this podcasting journey but you have to learn to not take that shit personally. Uh, I mean, people cancel on me all the time, and I and I go, oh, well, things come up. We all have we all have things in our lives that we got to do. I I've, I've been doing this joke on stage, and I I I know it doesn't get the best it doesn't get the best reaction every single time, but I just love it so much that I can't not do it. Where I say. Can we, can we stop comparing ourselves to other people? Can we all agree to stop comparing ourselves? Look, uh, you look at this guy and you're like, wow, he's got, he's got a real nice body. And he's got, he's, got, he's got a hot wife. And he's got a really nice car and a nice house. But the way I look at it, uh, you know birds? Birds have the entire sky. Some of them still get hit by cars. Not all of us got it all figured out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's similar to um, in a pack of wolves, okay, one of them in a thunderstorm is going to be the lucky one that gets hit by a lightning bolt. It could be any one of you. You could be enjoying your day, moving towards the next stream, and one unlucky fucker gets hit by a lightning bolt. Or a lion suddenly grabs the last one at the back. Um, shit just happens, basically. Like, <laughs> shit just happens. You can't control shit.
1: What do you think... What do you think is next? What do you think happens when you die?
0: You're dead, that's it. You're dead. You dead over. Uh, yeah.
1: You don't think anything else?
0: Nope, I used to believe in reincarnation and afterlife and all that shit, but then I kept questioning myself until I found flaws in the stuff that I thought existed. And once I found those flaws, I couldn't go back because I... I I'd just, I'd found flaws and you can't ignore the flaws. Um, we're just a bit of a bacteria that evolved billions of years over time to now. Um, when you are asleep and your eyes are closed and um, whatever, unless you're dreaming, you don't know you're asleep. You only know you're asleep if you're dreaming or until you wake up and you realize you were dreaming. So if you don't dream and you're asleep, that is, that's, that's it. That's death. That you're dead. That is it. Um, That's basically it. There's no, I don't believe there's any afterlife or anything. Um, I believe that my thoughts are energy and people, when they reach the frequency that I'm on, will be able to tune in and pick up my energy and my thoughts. So their thoughts won't be their own. They'll be my thoughts. So we pick up thoughts from others around us, even in the same room across the world. They're not our own thoughts. Our own thoughts are what we see from our five senses, hear, taste, touch, whatever. But if you get thoughts in your head, someone comes into your mind, that's because he's thought about you. So 90% of your thoughts are from someone else, just someone else thinking about you or whatever. So unfortunately, you're dead. I'd like to believe there's an afterlife, but again, I kept questioning it, and, and I don't think there is, sadly. <laughs> I think we just have to do whatever we can right now because it makes us feel good. Fuck as many chicks as we want. Drink as much beer as we want. I don't drink, but you know, have as much buffalo wings as we can because then you're dead, and that's it. But don't overdo it where you clog your arteries and meet too many wings. <laughs> so everything in moderation. Absolutely, yeah. Like, if yeah, everything in moderation, um and it just won't, it won't really have much of effect.
1: Yeah. Uh, what What other opinions have you heard about it? Like, what What do you think? Like, when you have these conversations, do you ever ask these people on your podcast? Do you do you ask them what they think happens when they die? I, d-
0: I don't. I don't really plan where I go, but I. I think I've discussed about afterlife, a few times of someone. I don't know. I just sort of talk and I forget what I've said, but um. Um, again if if there's an afterlife then there's a past life mm. and um, it, which means technically you're either in spirit or you're reincarnated as something else and then it's like well if the mass of a cow is um, say bigger in mass than a human as opposed to a duck technically in terms of the levels of, levels of energy you become a fly to a duck to a human to a cow hence why people in like um, islam or whatever believe that the cow is sacred and they don't eat beef because it's like reincarnation of their ancestors or something like that so you can look at it like that in terms of what energy you are you attract the energy of the next thing on your level so for example i'm frequency three right if for example there's a uh, a dinosaur a big ostrich right who has a vibration of three then energy in the universe is going to attract together so my energy when I die, it's going to be drawn to the ostrich and my spirit is going to be in the ostrich and the ostrich is going to be my spirit. So the ostrich is going to be thinking like I did because it's going to have all my thoughts. Right. But as the ostrich goes through life and his energy increases, he might attract the thoughts of, a, of a, another animal that was on a frequency four. And then when he gets to frequency four, he picks up that energy. So it's like knowledge. We learn through sound and language, but really sound and language are just thoughts. And I'm picking up your thoughts through language and i understand it but it's just transferring the energy um so it's not that we become a physical person like i am going to become a cow or a fucking cup or whatever it's just that the person who is born after me will will get my energy once he reaches that level i won't be in another body oh he will pick up my energy in his life. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. in a in a relay, you hand over the baton, he continues to run with it. I don't run anymore. I stop when I hand it over. We don't keep handing batons and keep running with them. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Yeah. Like I mean I give up a long time ago on the idea that like it's it's we're gonna go to a place. Like there's no place. Stop like you, you just you're just being a silly goose
0: now. Yeah, it's a lot of people trying to, um, it's like if people who really don't like their life, they're trying to think that there's, there, there's a better life out there. So rather than them getting their shit together right now and doing stuff that they like and whatever, they're thinking, OK, well, I'm stuck in this job. My husband's a cunt. I'll just go through this hell and hope there's an afterlife where there's like fucking heaven and fucking people playing orchestra in the sky. And it's an excuse to escape from their unhappiness right now.
1: It's it's a cognitive dissonance, you know what I mean? It's like a, a big. Uh, it's a big, like our brains need to know that there's something else. Like so it's in our it's like hardwired in our DNA to really believe there's something else. Do you know the comedian Pete Holmes? You should listen to his podcast. It's called You Made It Weird. It's my absolute favorite podcast. Um, uh, but his stand-up, he, his like last stand-up special, he said, uh, talk about <laughs> he was like talking to talking to like atheists or whatever, and he's like he's like I'm like think about it. An afterlife it don't make no sense. It just don't make any sense. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, okay, I hear you. You know what else doesn't make any sense? Fucking this. None of this makes any sense. So what to say it's a whole bunch of shit that doesn't make sense and then nothing? Like, it, it's just a funny-ass joke.
0: Yeah, like, if we, if we keep thinking about things long enough, you find thoughts from that thought. It's like if you, um if you like, explode something, there's going to be, like, shrapnel of everything, and, like, you're too many pieces, and then <clears throat> you find more pieces. Like, when you start thinking about chicken or the egg, is there a god after life, whatever, don't think about that, because it's just made up in your head, and you're just gonna, always going to be able to think about more shit. Like, just stay present. Do your stuff now don't worry about it. Like, just be present.
1: You know, you know when you, when they make you climb the rope in gym class. Yeah, that rope's got knots in it that help you get up the rope. Yeah, just, just grab each knot and get up there as much as you can. You know. Uh, yeah, like it's a constant um, climb. It's like we said that that whole, uh, the work is never done. You're just gonna be doing work. This is just, just a part of it.
0: Yeah, like some fish live in the ocean, they're like millions of years old. Like there was a shark or something that was a million years old or whatever, right? Um, There's animals out there, birds, um, fish that live for thousands of years. So like everything is just about evolving and moving. If there's no food, you go that way. If there's lots of food, you stay here. You don't worry about it. You don't think, fuck's sake, where's the fish coming from? You just go and do it. Like if you have a dream... If you have a vision, go and fucking do it. Don't talk about it. That's like the fish going, oh, I'm really hungry today. There's no mackerel here. Oh, I'm just going to uh, look at this seaweed. Like, you know, he's, he's not even thinking about that. He's already doing it. He's fucking hungry. He's finding that fish. He's not thinking, oh, I'm going to have some fish through. And he's just fucking finding the fish. And, like, he's just getting on with it. You know, people talk about the shit they're going to do. They never do it. Fucking find the fish. <laughs>
1: it's, it's so funny. Uh, it it does go back to it does go back to people and the nature of people is being so drastically changed by the amount of technology that there is. Uh, like there's a scratch for every itch, uh, and there's an
0: itch for every scratch.
1: Right, <laughs> <laughs> such an instant itch though. Like if you're like, oh, who's this actor in this movie? IMDb. Boom. Now I know. Right, just like that. Uh, or you know. Who, you know, who was the guy in that movie that I'm thinking of? Oh, let me just look it up on my phone. Now I know. And instead of doing that, I found myself in the practice of like trying to really, trying really hard to just think about it and figure it out. So I don't scratch that it's right away. So I don't forget how to think about things. <laughs> I want to continue to have my brain power.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, sometimes I'm trying to think of someone's name, right? Or somebody who was that person from school or whatever. And it's easy to go on Facebook and just find their friend through someone else. But when you start to think about that person, your brain starts to hurt. Like when you're at school, and the teacher's explaining some maths equation, your brain starts to hurt, and you can't do it. But I found that the next day, You go back to that maths question, it's easier. Why? Because you reached your, you like, your brain stimulated up to a level which you hadn't done before, okay? It's tired, rest. Now you come back to that level and then you come back to that level. When you recall information, when you think of names, it's the same thing. You tie yourself out thinking of, who the fuck was that girl at school? You sleep on it. The next day, bang, Jessica. And now it's easier to recall information because your brain is now built to work stuff out like scrabble and word search crosswords all these old people they say oh my mind's nice and sharp because i've always got the crossword out you know and it's true that stimulates the brain if you go on google that's not doing anything let's fucking stimulate your thumbs
1: it's like it's like a muscle it's it it's, is. A, it's it's like um i was thinking about it this way my 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 uncle my uncle and my mom and my aunts they couldn't remember First and last names of, like, everyone they went to elementary school with. I can't do that. I went to elementary school way more recently than them. I don't remember everyone's first and last name. Like, they remembered everybody that was on their block. But, but they weren't distracted. They didn't have as many distractions. The, 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 the space in their brain that was occupied for that didn't get, didn't get forced out by uh, Angry Birds.
0: So do you think that it's simply because they had nothing else to do apart from reminisce on the school days because there was nothing else to do? Or is it that we are choosing to focus on stuff that's more relevant um, as opposed to irrelevant? And if you've got wrestling stuff to do, you'll think about the wrestling names rather than school friends. Is it is it oh, the brain or is it we're choosing what we focus on now?
1: It's, it's real weird because I always say, like, I've lived so much life. Like, when somebody brings up old shit, I'm like, I... Got too too much living behind me at this point in between when that happened and now that I don't remember whatever this was.
0: Yeah, Uh, like people sometimes bring up like, people say, oh, uh, do you remember this person? She's pregnant or she's getting married. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But to me, that is so fucking long ago compared to where I am now and where I'm going. I couldn't politely give a shit. But to them... They've just left school. They've got a job. They still see all their friends from school. That's just like yesterday. But for me, it's like, wow, man, I have gone to millions of planets and back. I don't even remember school days. Like, I can put my mindset back. But it's just so far ahead that it's like, who? don't know who she is. don't my, give a shit either.
1: <laughs> my, it's weird, man. It's, it's funny, too, because, like, even look, look at how close, like, me and my brother. My brother's, my brother's three years older than me right we grew up in the same home um and recently what a couple of years ago we moved into this to this apartment me and my brother and i was like oh we got to go to lowe's or something we got to go to home depot with like it's just a home you know one of those did they have that in england home depot
0: no but similar stuff yeah
1: okay so i was like Oh, we got to go to Home Depot, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to ever go to Home Depot again." Mommy used to always make us go there. I'm like, "You still remember that? <laughs> still remember that? You're holding on to that shit." And I'm like, "I was like, I I say this all the time. I said we waste so many right nows on right nows we'll never get back." We've lived through so many right now's that we were too, too focused on shit that wasn't gonna advance us any further. Like. Yeah, yeah.
0: like, um, like people, people stay in the past, which was right now at some point, right? And they right. don't go in the future. So they've got uh, they've got no new right nows. So all they do is they're not right now. They're not in the future. They're in the past, reliving right nows where there's almost like no memories, no new stuff to do. So they keep reliving all that stuff where it becomes like present. Like as you said, Mum always took us to depot. That was ten years ago, bro. How can you just be like like fuck me like. Like, it just shows the evolution of people's brains, where people are in their mindset, what their thoughts are, where they are. Are they sort of wishing they were back at school because they never had the high school chick? Or do they wish they had more friends? Do they hold on to shit? And it just shows the evolution of some people when they bring up conversation like, remember that teacher at school? I'm like, 10 years ago, why are we having this conversation? Why can't we speak about fucking what's on at the cinema? And to them, they're still reliving that, that that time um because it was a good time or whatever it's like people who still listen to music on their ipod that they listened to when they were 16 at school i'm like bro have you seen how many artists and songs that there are now why are you still listening to fucking blink 182 there's like asos and um fucking you know like all these one direction they're like who's one direction who the fuck is blink 182 bruv yeah you know what i mean and it's like He's listening to the same songs because he's reminiscing what it was like when he was bloody 16. And I'm like, Christ's sake, I can't be in your presence right now because I'm getting flashbacks to school. And that was 10 years ago.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blink 182, bloody uh, um, fucking, you know, like Nickelback. and like Jesus Christ, like Dude, I- Lincoln Park since then. <laughs>
1: Dude, Lincoln Park. I still listen to Lincoln Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. Linkin Park has got, that, that, uh, that was that was some major stuff in my life, man. I think um, Linkin Park helped me get through some things. When I was
0: oh, yeah, 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 of course. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, people stay in that mindset of, well, you know, you listen to music and it reflects, like, your feelings and stuff. They stay in that mindset, um, mm-hmm. and they never get out of that. So, yeah, Linkin Park was good when you're lost and trying to find yourself. But now, you need to be like Ed Sheeran, like, just strumming your guitar on free.
1: Did you did you listen to the very last the very last Linkin Park album
0: before Chester's death? Uh, no, I wasn't a major fan. I just heard Listen to the songs that were like popular, like um, "In the End" and uh, "Encore." Pretty much any songs I <laughs> know.
1: So go go on YouTube after this conversation's over and look up look up the song "Sharp Edges." Sharp Edges. Uh, it was the very last song on the very last Linkin Park album, and it's "Sharp Edges Have Consequences." I guess that I should have found out for myself, or guess that I had to find out for myself. It's, it's really, it's a good song. It's not like it's, it's tough. Like when I played it for my girlfriend, she was like, "This doesn't even sound like Linkin Park." With, yeah, yeah. Like
0: when you understand the message behind it, and what he was saying and how he was feeling, it suddenly doesn't become a song, it becomes your friends texting you like, bro, I'm feeling this, I need to, like, you suddenly becomes real, like, fuck, that's a message that your friend could suddenly email you and say. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating how, like, he literally planned his death, where he did carpool karaoke. And then literally a week later, he killed himself. Like, he knew at that point what he was going to do because his, his friend passed away and he wanted to be with his friend or something like that because of how they were both abused as a child or whatever. So he always had that connection and like this only figure in his life. And the fact that he did carpool karaoke, so happily, so confident, knowing he was going to kill himself in a week's time, which was the birthday of his friend that went to, uh, who passed away. He planned it all. How he could be so chilled about just, I'm gonna kill myself on that day. I'm present enjoying James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. That is, that's powerful because it wasn't like he was in pain. It was like he was in control. You know what I mean?
1: Those two deaths, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell and then, and then Chester right after that, they both hit me hard. Like, right, because honestly, the number one album, the most played album on, on my Spotify is Chris Cornell's Songbook. That album, that live acoustic album that Chris Chris Cornell had, and um, I dude, that both of those deaths right away, like because like Chester and uh, Licka Park, those those albums are also pretty pretty high vo- high volume uh, plays on my Spotify, but um, I uh, I, it's tough, man. Do you, do you ever find yourself? You ever find yourself wrapped up in YouTube conspiracy
0: theories? Uh so I did all this when I was 21. So I have evolved I have evolved quite a lot as in I evolved and I kept evolving and then I didn't evolve anymore because there was nowhere else to evolve like mentally apart from to physically fucking get shit done. So I questioned everything. So, yeah, 21, 9-11 conspiracy, the Luminati. I've gone through all those conspiracies, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Michael Jackson alive. Then you've got the Michael Jackson person on the, the news network who had like a burnt face and it's like, is it him? And he's coming out of this place. I've gone through the whole shit. I questioned everything. I tried to find other videos to compare, to find answers. 9-11, where was George Bush? Where was this? I questioned everything and I made my um, assumptions and I put that to bed, basically. I have the answers of, is that real? Was it real? Yes, no. Put it to bed. That was a long time ago, like when I was 21. I did that cycle of, you know, like, they're trying to control you. Like, you know, And fucking like Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Donald Trump. They're all like in the office like, how can we control him now? He's like... Yeah, Alum is like, "Oh my god, Jay-Z's done that. He's part of the Illuminati." No, he just has a third eye because he's aware about shit, dickhead.
1: <laughs> I've gotten caught up in some some online conspiracy videos. Like not not even that long ago. Like I I I fell down a rabbit hole for like reptilians. Conspiracy. I did
0: I did all that, yeah, yeah. I I done all that, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh what, what other? The uh, Avril Lavigne being dead?
0: I haven't they, seen that one. Might, that might be in a recent one, but uh, yeah, she was on a. She's on Instagram. She's not.
1: <laughs> it's a fake. It's a fake Avril Levine. This Avril Levine is a is a doppelganger. They killed her off in like 2004, or she had commit suicide, and they just replaced her. Like that's what the conspiracy theory is. <laughs>
0: Honestly, like you can make up bollocks to anything and find reasons to back up your thoughts. Because like in a room full of brown, there's equal amounts of red. But you focus on the brown and someone says, how much red was there? I don't know. And then you look and it's like half red. So we only focus on what we are looking for in the first place. So, yeah, you can always find like, did George Bush know? Yes, I'm sure intelligent agencies did know that it was going to happen. Maybe not at the exact same day, but this chatter uh, it doesn't mean that he could have done anything because what are you going to do? Like, what the fuck could he have done at that point? Like, fucking go and find Bin Laden, hold him down? Like, it's just not how it works. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Bin Laden, I know you are planning something. I suggest you don't because we will have the military of the United States up your asshole. So I suggest you don't. Like, what was he supposed to do?
1: <laughs> well, it's weird because, like, from, from my world of being a pro wrestler... Since, since I'm 14 years old, I'm 36 now. So most of my life has been spent in a world where I know everything's, every, I know everything's set up. I know everything's a work. I look at everything like it's a work. Like sports, like football, um, so, like, like American football. It's, it feels like it's a work to me. Um, I feel like basketball is probably a work. I think pro wrestling the only thing that like owns it and goes yeah it's entertainment we get it's entertainment but like we're the only ones everything else is entertainment for entertainment's sake but it it's it's manufactured reality shows are manufactured that's structured reality they came as close to say when true tv came out with all their reality tv shows they would say Oh, it's not reality, it's actuality. When they're saying actuality, they're saying they're acting out. They're, they're being right up in your face about how this is all work. They've, they've structured this whole entire thing.
0: Impractical Jokers, right? You've heard of them, yeah?
1: Yeah, I just saw their movie.
0: They, I bet they, you loved them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. What, so their movie's out right now? Yeah. Well, their new one? Yeah, it's in
1: theatres right now.
0: Amazing. I need to look to see if it's in my theatre. Fucking love them. Obsessed with them. I've seen every episode millions of times. I fucking love them. Like, I don't crack up, barely laughing, where I'm tense and I'm like, oh, fuck me. God, my fucking hell. Only Practical Jokers make me laugh that much. Like, not even, like, stand-up comics make me laugh that much. But they're just, like, incredible. And they're, like... They're forty years old. It just shows that you never really grow up unless you choose to, and life is about having fun.
1: Yeah, and like those dudes aren't stuck in the nine to five anymore. They, did you ever see The Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger? Nope. <laughs> huh? Well, there's a part when, like, as a little kid, he sees he sees a knight like a knight uh, on a horse, and he says to his dad, like, I would. I want to do that, even though, like, to be that, you'd have to be, like, born into it. And, and uh, the dad says, well, a man can change his stars, because he manufactured a reality where he could be that. We can, we can, we can manipulate what we want to manipulate, however, however we have to do it, I mean, as long as we're not hurting people. Absolutely. <laughs> right as long as, as long as it serves us, it serves our goal, serves our purpose. Holding on to our old stuff, like oh, mommy used to make us go to a depot all the time. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> not serving. Fuck it out. Oh my god! Like I need a fucking bed. But the only place that sells it is Home Depot. But mommy used to make us go there. I'd rather sleep on the floor. All right, then. Will you sleep on the floor? I'm getting a fucking mattress. Twat. Like, it's funny. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that that my,
1: is
0: so funny. My, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Like, 15 years ago. Bro, 15
1: years ago? <laughs> and it's, it's strange, man. Like, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a house guest who was going through some, like, Some real like depressing, like deep depression, some bipolar things like that. And it seemed like what he was doing was because his pain was his pain, and that was all he was seeing. He would minimalize any of your pain. When you say you have that you're going through a thing, he's like, Nah. Well, I saw this. This messed me up. And it's like it becomes a competition, which one of us has had a more fucked up past. And it's like, bro we don't have to compete for this. I don't live there anymore. I've moved out of that. I have other places to go. I have other things that, that, that witnessing, like finding a dead body when you were a kid. Yeah, traumatizing. Move past, You're not a little kid anymore.
0: Did like, you ever find a dead body when you were a kid? I haven't.
1: No, I haven't. But I'm saying, like, like, that, that would, if, if I did, if I did, and you told me, and then you told me you had Tourette's. I'd be like, Nah, whatever. You didn't find a dead body when you were a kid. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, the dead body I found was my nan when she chokes on a grape at the dinner table. And then she came back alive. So it wasn't really a dead body anyway. <laughs> but,
1: like, we, we, I think everybody, everybody deserves to feel heard and seen and validated so of course, of course your pain is your pain and it's truly truly sad and real. But let's work on let's work on evolving past it. Because it's not serving today. It's not serving you tomorrow. What will serve you tomorrow is some some positive goals. Some short-term goals. And I <clears throat> and I I was even saying like, you know. When you find yourself in that place, maybe let's go to a different place. Let's find some distraction from that. You know, it's it's weird because your head your head takes you in a lot of different places and of course there's mental illness. And and uh, it's you know, sometimes unavoidable and it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: thing. Our body is, is changing like a tree changes. Um, that physically changes. You see the change. But in our brain, mentally, it stays the same. We think it stays the same because it's like in our head, you can't get it out. So when people relive past trauma, past experience, and they feel sorry for themselves, and they beat themselves up, yes, that is very sad that that happened to you. I went through a lot of shit growing up, as did most people. But you can relive that over and over and over and over and over again, or you can deal with it, find solutions to find answers and then move on from that past that mindset and and create and create a new mindset okay your mindset's constantly changing like our body's changing but we forget that we have to take control and change it it's not just going to suddenly change like our body yeah it will change without us really wanting it to we're going to get wrinkles our fucking balls are going to sag whatever yeah they're going to float in the bath but Mentally, we think that, oh, I can't do anything about it because if it was going to go, then it would. We have to take control of our thoughts ourselves and change and find answers and find solutions. And then you hear yourself through going back into that part of your life that was horrible, finding answers, reliving it, crying, grieving, letting that anger out from that father that didn't love you in that way or that person who abused you, whatever. Yeah, it's bad, but you have to live your life for another 80 years and you can either just live a very unhappy life or go into that mindset imagine what he did forgive him in your mind let him go okay and cry and grieve i had to do that for all the bullying that i had i had to go in my mindset see the bully and then sort of avoid him and forgive him see his pain and then i moved on and i forgave i healed myself through reliving the shit that i never dealt with i had to grieve i had to cry i remember crying at 21 about things that i didn't cry about when I was, like, say, 12 at school. I relived that time that person did that to me or whatever, and I relived it in my head, and I cried so, like, profusively that my whole muscles, like, like a proper cry, like, like I had to relive that proper emotion. And then when I relived that feeling of crying, it went, that feeling went, my energy increased, I felt exuberated it was like someone had squeezed all the toxins out of my brain and my body and the lactic acid and I was free, so yeah we have to face those fears to heal ourselves and people don't want it because it feels it's too painful to relive that for example seeing a dead body again but it's the only way you're going to set yourself free it's like um,
1: just uh. Have you ever heard of Dustin Thomas?
0: Unfortunately, it's probably going to be a no to every time you say, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Nope. 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 I've heard of, I've heard of Donald Trump and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the United States president, Donald Trump? Nope. So there's a
1: musician and one of his songs, he says, cast whatever doesn't serve you to the fire.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's that's the way I'm choosing to live. Uh, I do. I do think that forgiveness co- should come from a place where somebody didn't ask for it. You forgive them before they ever even asked. Because it's not for them. You forgiving them isn't for them. If they say sorry first and you then forgive them, that's for them. But if you, if you find your place in forgiving them before they ever ask for it, you're, you're better off. You're, 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 for, you're forgiving, but that giving grace. Like... I, I, don't, I don't road rage. When I'm driving and people, people do things, I go, oh, well, I make mistakes too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, same as me. Yeah, I give them the thumbs up if they give me the finger. If they are angry, I just smile. I understand that sometimes I might be in the wrong lane and, um, and uh, it's, this, this shit happens. It's like, it, there's always gonna be an angry person on the road. There's always gonna be a storm. Just bring a brolly. Like, don't get angry. If somebody's angry, let them pass. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it's always going to be there. Um, Yeah, I don't get angry in the road. Just, 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 it's just part of life. It's almost like living with one leg. Um, You try and kick a ball because in your head you've got that leg and you fall over because it was in your head. And you go for the swing and you've got no legs. So you fall. It's like shit's going to happen. You just have to adapt.
1: We're going to adapt. Yeah. It's it's funny, man. Uh, I had a <clears throat> ago, I Had a conversation with my father, and you know, I'm not going to get into the whole him never being around and me not, you know, me growing up without him. But, uh, you know, he got into he got into talking to me about like my sister had recently at that point reached out to him and cursed him out, and and like didn't want a relationship and wanted to drudge up old stuff, like old stuff stuff she was angry about. And he was like, he was in, in justification mode. He was like, well, you acted this way, so I acted that way, and, and this and that. And, and he was like, hey, I'm gonna talk to you about what your thoughts on are on everything. And I was like, all right, you want my, my real thoughts? You, you were abusive. You were very abusive. And uh, you were neglectful. And I, I forgave you without you ever asking for it because if you hadn't been that way, I wouldn't be who I am right now, and I love me right now so much. It's not about you and what you did. I love me too much to live in the in the trauma. I like, oh I can, I can talk about it and I can relive it, but all that's gonna do is is maybe bring up feelings of of you know being you know feeling like I wasn't enough or you know, I don't want that. I, I want to live in a place where I know I'm enough. I, I, I know I know I am loved. I know I'm a, I'm a being of light. Yeah, who, absolutely. Who, who's really doing doing work and you know giving this message out? Like, dude, you, no matter how bad you've got it, it could be so much worse. It could be yeah. so much worse. Like, some of my friends, some of my friends don't. You know, went through foster care, or had drug addicts as parents, or it could. I've seen examples of it being way worse. So let let me uh, consider the source of it. Is that I'm I'm ever evolving, and I'm going to grow through this, and hopefully inspire others. Like that's that's what I want to do. Instead of like living there and really like and going back to the thing you said earlier this is all pretty cyclical can't even all,
0: remember did i even say that fucking out two hours
1: God, you, you said something earlier about yeah. you said something earlier about when you're sleeping and you're dreaming and sometimes you don't dream right and you were like well that's kind of what being dead is like it's just like whatever but like i i went through this i went through all this I went through all this eight years ago, I had to have brain surgery. So they, they put me to sleep and they cut my head open from here all the way to here. And through that, I was out. I don't remember, I wasn't dreaming, nothing. I, so my, my brain, my life, my, my, my vibrations were all in the hands of someone else. I, I had When I came out, through that it was all about, you know, like like you said, the that the, the power the power of the law of attraction. I started like even right before going into it, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through with this, I'm gonna get back in the ring, my my wrestling career is gonna be better than it's ever been. And it was. Like they they were like, Hey, you're you know, did you prepare yourself to be here for 30 days? And I was like, No why? And they were like, well, we might have to teach you how to read and write and walk and talk all over again. And I was like, no, you won't. No, you won't. I was like, I'll be out of here in a week. I'll be out of here in a week. I was, I was home in three days. Like, that's just, I don't want, I don't want somebody else telling me how it's going to go. It's like, you don't write the future i i write the future i write my future better than you can write my future
0: yeah um a few things people forgive for their own reasons it's not forgiving that person for them it's for you when you let go of something you reach another level of consciousness when you forgive you let go of that negative energy that doesn't serve you purpose so it's not about them it's about you it's doing what makes you feel good by forgiving. Secondly, yeah, grass is never always greener, but it is always browner. Yeah, that is, that's a guarantee. There's always someone else who's got it worse. And often there's not a better car out there because it's just all the same. Four wheels, different brand or whatever. Um, um, yeah, like when I said like, like, back in the day, um, am I going to have Tourette's forever? yeah, it, there's no cure, you're gonna have it forever. Well, what do you mean there's no fucking cure? There's no, there's no problem in the first place, it's brain activity. When I'm asleep, I'm not twitching. When I'm meditating, I'm not twitching. How can there be a cure if there's no problem, right? And they say, you're probably gonna have it forever. Okay, so based on statistics of other people with Tourette's who are 50, 40s, going, fuck, chicken wings, McDonald's is a cunt, Trump is a, you know, you're doing it based on statistics, but they don't know what I know, which is, it's just thoughts and meditation and, and it will go. So if you're basing that on that, and that doesn't exist either, because I could tell them that now, there wouldn't be any Tourette's, there wouldn't be any statistics. So again, you're talking bollocks. Just because most patients who are fucking retarded and negative were in the bed for 30 days, does not mean I'm the same as them. We're all human, but with different energy levels, different mindsets, positive and negative, made up of different biology. My immune's stronger than yours versus theirs. They might have been here for 30 days. The most people that come in here might be here for 30 days. But me, I'll be out of here in three days, mate. I don't care what your bloody doctor, surgeon, manager, university professor says. I'm going to be out of here in three days. That's the end of the story. Yeah. So, again, we create our own lives by what we either believe or don't believe. Yeah.
1: It's, it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun to see, to look forward, to go, I have all these, I have all these dreams and goals and, and I'm, I'm making that happen. I'm not, I'm not sitting in the passenger seat. Like, like Incubus will say, uh, hold the wheel and drive. That's, that's like, you know, that's also music I listened to when I was in high school, but I still love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like. I sometimes look at the moon on a walk at night time and I just look up and I'm like, the trees are blowing, that fox is just going in that bin, the birds are tweeting, whatever. I'm like, no one's here. and There's no God. No one's doing anything for me. If I want something, I've got to get it. No one's doing shit. This moon's going to be here in a thousand years' time and it was here a thousand years before. No one's doing anything for me. I am controlling my own life. I'm driving my own car. And if I don't do something, it won't happen. If I do something, it will happen. And then you, when you realize that, you can't rely on government, you can't rely on parents, family, past lives, God. You just got to do it yourself. It doesn't matter whether God does exist or not. It's just do you, be independent, and do your shit. Um, what was I going to say? Um, can't remember.
1: I'm going to say uh, something
0: about, something about, No, 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 this was a thought that I thought about ages ago. Oh, yeah, Um, you say hey, you can't remember what you did, like, you know, at school last week. I don't, I'm so present that I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, okay? Because if you hold on to information, it's, it's a waste of information. It's like cluttering your hard drive with unnecessary files, right? I'm so present that it's like I open up a tab on the computer, when I'm done, I close it. I don't leave them open. And for me, knowing what I did last week, what was on the news last week, what I did then, I don't need to know that. I'm sure if I went back into my mind, I could find that meal. But I don't remember it. It's not relevant because it's gone. It's, all I've got is now. And the future's irrelevant because I might not make it. So why do I need to know what I'm going to have for dinner on Friday? I don't need to know what I have for dinner last week. Why the fuck does that matter? All I care about is my steak and chips in front of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I care about. But yeah, it's a waste of energy, a waste of time. I don't need to worry about shit, especially like, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, even tomorrow. It's all the past. It's just stuff that's already happened.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. Like the way, do you have like a way that you normally start wrapping things up on
0: your show? No, just stop when you want to stop. If you want to go, I'll ask no, you. Uh, I,
1: I'm going to tell you what I normally do, and let's see if we do this. Um, normally, I say, "Well, it's funny because I say, I always say hypothetically, this podcast is your podcast now, right? So, whoever the guest is, I say it'll be evolving with Oliver, right?" So we'll go from being called Evolving with Corey Castle to Evolving with Owl, right? And in some sort of Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way, if you could wrap this whole conversation up, how would you do it in like a Jerry's final thought sort of way?
0: Um, I would say, um... <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, no idea unless I make something up right now. I, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't really watch Jerry Springle, I don't know, how did he used to wrap up his shit?
1: Oh, he would just be like, hey, let's remember, conflicts happened, and, you know, it's a part of life, and let's remember to be kind to each other, like, sort like, <laughs>
0: of, like, just a real okay. cheesy. You sound like Kermit the Frog, so I'll do it in a Kermit the Frog voice. Okay, everybody. Well, you just have to remember that we're only here on this planet once, and you need to love everybody and just forgive everyone and know that we're all suffering, and it's okay. We'll all find a way out sooner or later, and all you can do is just pray to God and eat your steak and make sure that the grass is watered. (laughs) Just a lot of (laughs) nonsense.
1: Well, the rain will take care of
0: that yeah um okay so uh, do you want to do you want to plug anything any links social media websites podcasts for us before we uh, wrap it up
1: yeah um sure i mean i don't have a website i know you do say yours because that's important
0: oh um to- they- if they're if they're watching this they're on the website <laughs> no, I'm saying, if i release oh. the audio on my oh okay yeah 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 Uh, Hi, my name is Oliver. I'm on Corey Castle's uh, Evolving Podcast, which is my podcast, because what's his is what's mine, because we all share the same food and the same energy and the same oxygen. Uh, Bollocks. Uh, (laughs) Talkwitholiver.com.
1: Well, my podcast, Corey Castle. I'm I'm Corey Castle, which is spelled C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E. Castle with a K. Corey with no E in it. And it's uh my podcast is called Evolving with Corey Castle. So it's the word evolving, and then the W slash, and then Corey Castle. You can follow me on Instagram at Corey Castles as as I as spelled the way I said it earlier, and uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, same way. Um, and like I always I always say on the show, and I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it to you. Like I already said it earlier. I'll say it again. You ever think you need a friend like a judgment-free conversation, need a resource in some way, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm happy to be your friend, be your resource. It's great that this is just the start. And anyone listening, I'm not hard to get a hold of. I'm not, you know, reach out to me and we'll, uh, we'll have a good judgment-free conversation. And if I can help you in some way, I'd be fucking pleased.
0: Like someone out there who's isolated and lonely, has got no friends, no family, doesn't know where to go. He can go on his iPhone, and just speak to another human being and have a great conversation for two hours like we did. And it makes you realize your life isn't as bad as you think. And you have this enormous like wake up of, oh, my God, I don't want to die anymore. Like It's amazing. Like Obviously, there is problems through this type of shit, social media and stuff. But there's also so many amazing stuff. It's just what you focus on, the good or the bad. Okay, I'm going to end this here. Uh, I'm going to press stop recording and I'll say goodbye afterwards, yeah? Bye, everybody.
1: Keep evolving. <laughs>